fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car already is. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I am the monster the breathing men would kill. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. I go out of my way for you. I do everything to try and make you happy. I feed you, I clean you, I dress you, and what thanks do I get? I am so, so sorry. Oh, you're fucked. Oh, you're fucked, you. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Dinner is served. Save yourself from hell. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. <laughs> You know, probably the weirdest thing I've done this week, it, that's a loaded statement. Um, the weirdest thing I've done this week was as I was trying to go through and uh, work on the new updated uh, like month of October intro with, because uh, the past one we've always used had 80s movies, 80s horror movies in it and with the creepy music. And so I was updating it to the 90s and I was like, well, do I want to use, do I want to use some of the clips that we already have in there and just make them sound creepy? And so I mm -hmm. kept trying to work with the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. It's not a tumor like that one. And mm -hmm. I was like, how can I fix it? I like put a little echo in here, you know, change the pitch and the tone a little bit. And, I, and it just kept coming out as it's not a tumor. And it just was not <laughs> scary at all. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I, no amount of reverb or whisper echoes or anything else that I can put into this is going to make it sound any scary at all. So then I went the other way and it was like, it's not a tumor. <laughs> I was like, nope, that's <laughs> nope. That did not have the desired effect. So that one was not used. No, no, uh, no Schwarzenegger clips were harmed in the making of the Halloween intro. All right. It is the 30 something movie podcast. Um, it's uh, we're going to have a scary good time tonight. We are talking Stephen King's it. So I don't know whether you've seen the old, whether you've seen the new. We are talking it. We're talking the 1990 it uh, with Tim Curry. So uh, this this should be a uh, this should be a good one, and I've got with me tonight Bo and Patrick. How are y'all doing? Well, John, how are you? Great, John. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm alive, and I'm floating too. <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? I do not understand the question. Well, we're going to be talking Stephen King's It this time around. Uh, very, very quickly, we spoil the movies we talk about, so just be warned. If you have not left us an iTunes review, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, we also have a Patreon page. If you are so inclined, if you're enjoying the show and you're so inclined to just throw a couple bucks our way uh, each month, um, that would you know that would help out the show. We do this because we love it, but we also want to make this a better show for all the listeners. Um, and we just love interacting with you all and, and want to make it a great experience for you too. And we want you to kind of come along this journey with us and and uh, you know get to know you a little bit better. And uh, Pat, I think I, I liked it how you said it the one time when we had. Uh, Jason and D on the podcast, you're like, a, what'd you say? It was like, it's a, it's a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet. Yep. That's it. How'd you put that? Yeah. <clears throat> that's so, it. 
a stranger is a friend that you just haven't met yet. Yeah. So kind of feel that way with all of our different listeners. So we just, we like to interact with you guys. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we talk a little bit on Facebook and Twitter and some of those different spots. Uh, we've had some friends call in before. So, um, yeah. So it, whether that's leave us a review, send us a message on Twitter, Facebook, um, donate to the Patreon page. Um, you know, any one of those is just a great way to support the show and, and just for us to, you know, gain some new friends that we haven't met yet. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what that is. Um, you know what? I don't know that I have too much movie news or anything else to share. So I think we're probably just going to get right on into the movie. Pat's got one quick thing to share. Oh, sure. Pat bought a movie soundtrack. Pat bought a Pat movie bought soundtrack. That, that he's holding up. It is the Act, soundtrack to glory. Actual physical is, media. It is physical media. It is a compact disc. It is wrapped you, in plastic. Okay, Pat, As can you, for the for the kids that don't know what that is, can you explain, since this since we don't have a YouTube channel, this is an audio medium only, um, can you explain what a compact disc, or as the kids sometimes put it, a CD, can okay. you explain what that is for the children? I, I'm going to go technical on this one. You Uh-oh. guys know my ability to talk about tech and mm-hmm. explain technicality, so I'm going to do that. Do it. I'm going to, it might be a little, you know, a little technical jargonish. Compact disc uses magic to take music and put it into this little circular. Di- no, not really. Anyways. Uh, no, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to go simple. <laughs> that was the air- <laughs> there it is. That was the air horn for magic. <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, this was back before you could stream music or you went to YouTube to look stuff up or you had a Pandora thing or a Spotify thing or an Apple music thing or a Google music thing or a whatever music thing where you pay 10 bucks a month to get, you know, whatever access to everything. And it was only downloadable if you had their app and if you paid them the extra bit. And if you got the music and you downloaded it, you couldn't take it to the other. You would actually buy an album, which was a collection of songs that at some point artists thought grouped together well. And you would listen to this album. You would listen to it in a CD player or then, you know, you could you could upload it to your computer and bring your collection on the use of like an iPod or other kind of MP3 player. You could bring your collection everywhere. Before that, you used to have to pot, pack huge boxes to bring back and forth from college with your entire CD collection. Or, you know, you could pay you or, could the, join. Uh, or, or the fashionable uh, CD sleeve cases. Oh, I love those in, things in which you, you could remember- hold like 200 CDs in one giant, you yes. know. You know, yes. almost like the the old uh, briefcase phone type cases um, that yeah. you could hold like 500 CDs in those things. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things were great. And I mean, you just go like I go everywhere. I have, I'd be wired in with headphones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, earbuds and headphones. And then you'd have to like take a backpack with all your CDs in it to, you know, go. But I had uh, a, my, no. my favorite my favorite jacket. It was my leather jacket that I bought in Germany. Um, when I say I bought, my parents bought it for me, um, when we were in Germany and I wore this thing throughout the rest of middle school when I had this, cause you know, it was, it was still the early nineties. So leather jackets were cool. And, uh, or at least that's what I'd like to say. And, um, this, the one thing I loved about this leather jacket is the inside pocket of this leather jacket was big enough to hold my Sony Discman CD player and two and two CD cases. Awesome. So I could there carry I could carry three albums with me because I could have one in the uh, I had I had one already in the holster like ready to go already in the chamber and then I had two others that I could carry with me because his pocket was just big enough for that and uh, and so I remember I was like I I felt like I was the coolest kid in the world because I had my music with me 
Yes. And like, I didn't know too yeah. many of the other kids that actually could, would carry their music with them. I'm like, no, I got, it's in my pocket. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was cool. And it was, we could live the cool for a while. And then I became an adult, had disposable income and pick up all the things to like carry all of it with me. And then suddenly the world changed and left me behind, but that's okay. Sorry. Cause you know what? Right we, now we still love you. I've Pat. got, I've got the CD. It's glory. Fantastic soundtrack. Holy buckets! Is this a great soundtrack? And I'm going to open it up. I've got the case okay, so open is, right now. This I'm smelling a, this that is an official, smell. This is an official audio unboxing on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. There we go. For yeah. Our, for our ASMR fans, um, <laughs> the crackling of the yeah. Yeah, I, I'm smelling I, the, the plasticky smell. I don't have fingernails. I get. Can I tap my fingernails on the no? Yeah. Okay. And then I got to get that technique down to get the little, the little that's, plasticky thing off. That's right. See, I mentioned ASMR and I, I probably got the acronym wrong, but I, I probably like Pat's probably just like flying completely past that. Probably doesn't even know what that is. I was just like, I was thinking it was in the back of my head. I'm like ASMR. Mm -hmm. hmm. Air to surface radar missile. I don't know. <laughs> no missile radar. Because no. you said MR. Autonomous sensory meridian I'm not response. Yeah. Mm. Is that why things smell good? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is a, um, Pat, if, if you ever want to dive into the, uh, inner workings of the internet and, uh, into the kind of internet I subcultures, don't recommend it. I'm just gonna say I was just going to no. keep it simple. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. no, this is an entire, I mean, go to YouTube, go to anywhere, the, anywhere you can download your music instead of having it on physical media. And, yeah. uh, this is a. Uh, genre? Is it, is it a sure. Let's genre? call it. Let's call it a genre. Um, and the idea is that it produces positive feelings in people uh, through the use of specific audio stimuli. Let's say that. So, like, okay. it's a, it's a lot of people that like you know it's it's people that either have like long fingernails that like tap their fingernails on the microphone. Or, okay. or, they, or they whisper into the microphone and they're very like, they're very intentional about how, about how much they smack their lips when they speak into the microphone, when they whisper into the microphone. Okay. And it's uh, I, I don't even ask me why I know what this is or, or how I've listened to any well, of it. It was but. on an episode of, um, uh, what was that show? Deep space nine. Uh, Will and grace. <laughs> oh, is it really? Is it just yeah. that? It's on a few episodes of Will and Grace, actually. She, um, the... It's got to be the newer Will and Grace, not the old ones. Yes, yeah. the newer Will and Grace, the surrogate that Will uses for his baby or day job is she records ASMR videos. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it's... Uh, Pat, if you have, like, I don't know, two minutes to waste sometime, you can go look up ASMR videos on YouTube. If you really feel inclined, are you, a, it, Will and, are you a Will and Grace fan at all, Pat? Uh, no, not that I'm not a fan. I just don't watch it. Okay. If you were a fan, there is a really funny scene where Jack and Karen have an argument during an ASMR recording. Gotcha. But if you're not fans of those characters, the, it's not anywhere near as amusing. So is it, is it just people doing annoying things? I think that's Sometimes how you would feel about just, it. Sometimes okay. they just talk like this. Sometimes, oh. sometimes, Pat, they just they just talk really, really softly like this, and then sometimes oh. they sometimes they'll they'll tap their they'll tap their fingernails on the microphone 
like this. It's all very. It's very soothing and, and deliberate. I'm, like I'm not. Yes, it's very deliberate, yeah. and they sure. will enunciate their words so that you hear all of the T's and the P's in the words, and that is how this. And I'm, I'm like I'm I'm kind of making fun of it, but I'm not. I mean. Some that's the thing like it's kind of a parody of itself like right. okay when you know when you when you really understand what it is you're like oh i got you know what i think i really feel about this but some people, i mean a, yeah some people got, some people do find it to be very soothing and and they enjoy it very much and I, that's totally fine I, that's fine but yeah i mean there are some that like it, it they almost take it to an extreme mm-hmm. where i'm just like uh, okay <laughs> I've got a whole CD of like race car sounds. Yes, that would nice. be your ASMR. Sure. Okay, so I've got I've got an hour of like a Ferrari V10 Formula One car going around a test track. Basically, yes. Okay. It basically okay. slapped a fancy terminology on what we all used to consider white noise. Okay. Sure. Like, you know, I used to be able to like buy those white noise machines and you could listen yeah. to the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Or you could listen to chattering in the background. Yeah. Interesting. Whereas, whereas I fall asleep listening to uh, Lower Decks episodes. There you go. <laughs> I fall asleep or, wherever the world is. Yeah, I was just going to let that sentence Pat, just go right there. I just Pat I doesn't fall need Pat doesn't need help falling asleep. Sure. I know. That's not. True. Yeah. I will say this. Lately, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well. So I, have I, I, about, I have thought about getting the calm, not to not to put a plug for someone who's obviously not paying us any money. Mm-hmm. The calm dot com app. Oh, there is some interesting stuff on there. They have like Matthew McConaughey, just like talking. is it just him like soothingly? Is he? Is oh, he? Okay, it's it's bedtime. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know what he reads. Is he is he uh, is he selling those Lincoln cars driving, or what is he selling? Is driving that Cadillac, uh, Lincoln. No, you're right. Yeah, Lincoln. driving that Lincoln to Dreamland. All right, all right, all right. So, Pat, how did the uncasing go? The uncasing is excited. It has been uncased. Okay. Nice. I have opened up the jewel case okay. where I have pictures whoa, and whoa, all hold, sorts hold on, of fun hold things. On, hold called- on, hold on. As as a collector, I have to ask you: Did you buy one to keep in the case? I did not. Oh, Pat. I did not. I, Pat, I, you don't I, open the I plastic. I use my toys. You don't I, I open the, the oh. unwrapped Glory CD is going to be worth much more than the... Pat. No. No, you gotta, I didn't. Hey, Pat, you got to keep one to open, and you've got you got to keep one Glory <sighs> open and one Glory hole. Keep it there unopened. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if that's where you were going, if you were setting it up that far in advance, and gosh darn it. This... <laughs> Setting, you, setting man, what up? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I uh, I tried to, you know, the backdraft one is like $60 for the CD. Oh, yeah? What? Yeah, like, it's it's hard to find the backdraft soundtrack. Okay. But this one... You could probably find it easier on vinyl these days. Mm. I still have a record collection. I read, a, I read something the other day from some consumer or whatever. Vinyl has outsold CDs in the past calendar year. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. I could see that. I, actually, I could see that. Yeah, because nobody's yeah. nobody's really buying CDs anymore. Sure. No. Yeah. Huh. And I don't and even think cool. my car has a CD player. 
Mine, uh, mine does. Mine, mine does. Mine's a 2010, so my car does still have a seal, but I'm sure if I get a new one at some point, it will not. My 16, the 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 16 Nissan I was driving, my Sentra had it still. Okay. But the 18 uh, Clarity that I'm driving now, CD. What 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 is this thing you speak of? <laughs> well, boys, I still have my Ot Five Accord. She still has yeah. a CD player in it. Doesn't have doesn't have an aux cable that you know because that was the high end car had to get the aux cable that you could plug into the uh, uh, headphone jack to play. Or there was the super fancy uh, Sharon had an F one fifty when she was in high school, and uh, they had the uh, they had the six CD player that you that oh, was yeah. in the back of the truck, so you actually had to get out. <laughs> In the uh, truck, I know. Was that the truck? Was either in the truck or was in the? No, 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 no. That was in the um, the Ford Taurus that we had. Had one of those with the CD changer in back. Yeah, Ford Taurus. In the truck, it might have been like under the seat. Yeah, I think it might have been. But it was it was the Taurus. Put those under the seat for a little while. The one I was thinking about is the Taurus because it was in the trunk. So you had to like get your music collection set up before you left. You get your six CDs <laughs> yeah, in there. That was Tammy's car that we had when we first got married. And that was high end, man. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, this, this car was, when they got this car, like this car had been the stereo system, everything else. I think she had a relative that was, uh, that worked at a, at a car dealership. He was a car salesman in, yeah. on, the, on the West coast somewhere. And he was able to get this car and it had like, it had a great speaker system, great, uh, you know, CD sound system, everything else. And yeah, I remember that, but I like, Kids now have no concept of, wait, what do you mean? Like you had to put your, your music in and then like you had to actually stop the car to switch out the seat. Yep. 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 That's why you, you pick the six CDs, you know, you definitely want to listen to. And if you're done with and those, just, it's, it's radio until you make a bathroom stop. And you had to spend the first hour of the car trip hitting all the buttons to try and figure out which one fast forwarded to the next mm -hmm. track and which one fast forwarded to the next CD. Right. Because then you kind of had to put it in like upside down. So like, wait, which one was disc one and which one was yep. disc six? That was the yes. hardest part is yeah. which one was disc one again? Uh -huh. God darn it. Oh, I yeah. got the side with the alternate takes. God, bust <laughs> it all to God. Mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next rest stop. Pull over. Mm -hmm. Open up the trunk. Flipping yep. everything over. Yep. Oh man, life was a struggle back then. About it, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Hey, I who had a tape deck in their car that you had to plug into your disc man with the little sticky thing for the dashboard. Mm -hmm. The disc man played into the tape, and the tape went into the car tape player thing. Yep, I had that, and I was able to use that up until I got uh, a copy of Jimmy Buffett's Feeding Frenzy album stuck in the tape deck. And then that was it. That was That's, all she wrote. That was all we get in that car. Then that car became known as the Buffett Mobile. <laughs> oh, you might remember that one. That one was the uh, the blue Buick LeSabre that I had. I kept a uh, oh. I kept a stuffed parrot in the back window, and I kept a bunch oh, of yeah. I kept you a bunch of Buffett for sure. You're yep. like fine. I remember play then that's what we're gonna do. Yep. So <laughs> that you didn't have a choice in that car. You had to listen to Jimmy. But it was either Jimmy Buffett or the radio because mm -hmm. you could not put I anything remember. else in that tape deck. I remember a buddy of mine, his name was Chris, had a Buick LeSabre. And one day after, uh, well, it was one day at band camp after marching band practice, he and I and the flag guard rode in his Buick LeSabre uh, out for lunch. Flag guard was, I think there were 20 people, 20 girls on the flag guard team. <laughs> so basically but it was a clown car. Part, what was that? It was a clown car, basically. 
You, yeah. You crammed it, it, the entire yeah. flag guard into that Buick LeSabre? And us. Okay. We were in there too. Well. <laughs> then, uh, in your lap, <laughs> there were there was flag guard all over the place. Let's just leave it at that. Does it is it Le Sabre French for the sword? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, mm. just whatever you do, don't start throwing up the gifts from a couple weeks ago mm. and the one <laughs> the one sound from a week ago, because good God, I'll stop. I'm not gonna stop laughing at that thing. <laughs> oh, oh did I miss Patrick have a laughing fit? I yeah, we'll have to take that one off the air. But uh John can play for you what, what got me laughing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it, it it paid it paid homage to your laughing fit, but nowhere near held a candle to uh to yours with the um bowling ball polishing. <laughs> that still kills me. <laughs> Anyways, Buick Saber, yeah, mm-hmm. fond memories. Flag guard, me, friend. In the car. I, I, I love that LeSabre. I mean, that thing, that was back when cars were still made out of metal. <laughs> yeah, right? I, there was so much. Like, if I if I did half the stuff in the car I have currently, uh, like I did with that car, I, my car would have fallen apart at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, not, uh, this is not car talk. This is the 30-something movie podcast, so. We're doing American walk. Are we doing Good. American graffiti tonight? It's a yes, it's American graffiti, but with oh, clown cool. with clowns. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Our movie this time around is Stephen King's It. It came out on it was a two-part miniseries on TV. I think it was on ABC uh, back in 1990. Came out on the 18th and 20th of November 1990. Uh no TV ratings at that point, but I guess it would probably be rated TVPG uh, if it came out today. Uh, actually no, it probably would be rated something higher than that if it came out today, but um, TVPG would have been the equivalent back then. It had a runtime of three hours and 12 minutes between the two episodes directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who also did Halloween three season of the witch and fright night part two producers on this one were Alan S Epstein who died in 2001 and Jim green Epstein did fallen angel green also produced Beverly Hills 90210 writers for this one were Stephen King, Tommy Lee Wallace and Lawrence D Cohen. King did Pet Cemetery, Shawshank Redemption. Wallace did Amityville 2, The Possession, Far From Home. Cohen did Carrie and Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Cinematography was done by Richard Leiterman. Uh, he died in 2005. He did Silence of the North and The Climb. Music was done by Richard Bellis, who did Texas Godfather and Double Crossed. Budget was $12 million. box office, no box office, because this was on TV. Uh, could not find anything on flick metrics, but Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 67%, and the audience gives it a 63%. No cinema score, because it did not come out in theaters. Starring Harry Anderson, who died in 2018, as Richie Tozier. He was on Night Court and Dave's World. Dennis Christopher played Eddie Kasprak. He was in Breaking Away and Django Unchained. Richard Mazur so was Stanley Uris. He was in The Thing and My Girl. Annette O'Toole played Beverly Marsh. She was in Temptation, and uh, she was Martha Kent on Smallville. Tim Reed played Mike Hanlon. He was in WKRP in Cincinnati and Sister Sister. John Ritter, who died in 2003, played Ben Hanscom. He was in Problem Child and the TV series Three's Company. Richard Thomas played Bill Denbro. He was in The Waltons and Battle Beyond the Stars. Tim Curry played Pennywise. He was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Clue. Jonathan Brandis, who died in 2003, played Bill at age 12. He was in Sequest, DSV, and The NeverEnding Story 2. Uh, 
Brandon Crane played Ben at age 12. He was in The Wonder Years and It Chapter 2. Adam Farizel, I think I said that one right, uh, played Eddie at age 12. He was in RoboCop 2 and Lonesome Dove. Seth Green played Richie at age 12. He was in Idle Hands and The Italian Job. Ben Heller played Stanley at age 12. He was in a short film called Georgie. Emily Perkins played Beverly at age 12. She was in uh, two movies called Ginger Snaps and Juno. Uh, Marlon Taylor played Mike at age 12. He was in Z Nation and Know Thy Enemy. Olivia, Olivia Hussey played Audra Denbro. She was in Romeo and Juliet and Black Christmas. Sheila Moore played Mrs. Kasprak. She was in The Reflecting Skin and Snow Falling on Cedars. Jared Blankard played Henry Bowers, age 14. He was in The Boys Club and TV series Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. And Tony Dakota played Georgie. He was in the cartoon Captain N, The Game Master, and the TV series 21 Jump Street. Seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine are about to face their worst nightmare, an ancient shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sewer a few decades, every few decades to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. Why are you guys anywhere? We're sort of a club. Yeah, the Losers Club. Want in? Yeah, I do. Hey, we're seven now. Lucky seven. I want to kill it. I just want to forget about it. It's not just us. It's all the other kids, too. Who's going to be next? It kills kids, damn it. You killed my brother George, you bastard. Let's see you now. Maybe it's the water. The water? Maybe it's the sewer. Hi, Georgie. Big white guy, red nose, about 75 feet tall, mouth full of razor-sharp teeth. You smell that? That's death. Losers fight it. Losers die. They all flow! All right. So Stephen King's it. Um, I'm going to kind of start with with our normal question, but then tack on something else, because um, because there are two versions of this now. There's the original from 1990. And then there are the newer ones, the, the two part ones, it and it chapter two that came out just within the last couple of years or so. Um, so I'm going to ask, how did watching this movie make you feel? And um, 
I guess, what order have you seen these in? Have you seen any of the it movies or, you know, did you watch the newer one first and then this one or this one, then the newer one? Um, so we'll kind of lump all that together. How's this movie make you feel? And what's your history with these particular movies? I'll start off and I'll say that I actually watched these. I, I knew of this one um, and I, I knew people always told me like, oh, Tim, Tim Curry is just, he's amazing in these. Um, you know, you got to see him. If you like horror movies, you got to see him. And I just never did. You know, I, I don't know if it was the length of it that just kind of put me off. And I was like, I don't know, three hours. I, just, I don't know. And um, never did watch these. And I had intended to watch uh, and I've never read the book either. My son's read the book, but I've never read the book. Um, and I had intended to watch this one before going to see the newer versions. Um, but then it had kind of reached a point where I was like, well, I just kind of want to see the new ones now. Like, I, I, I don't know that I have the three hours to, to go back and, and, you know, watch the original. And um, I just want to see the new one. And then when the second one, when it chapter two came out, um, what was that a year ago? Maybe um, that one I actually went to go see in the theater. Like I had taken I think I might have taken the day off work. I just I needed a mental health day uh, off of work, took the day off work and that one I actually went to go see in the theater. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later because I kind of wish I had gone to see it in a different theater. Uh, the, the experience was not what I had hoped for. So a uh, good mm. movie, but in the experience itself, and I'll, I'll explain why a little bit later, but um, yeah. So I actually saw the new ones first and then just saw this one just very recently for the podcast. Um, how does this one make me feel? Um, it's, I'll just keep it short and say it's a TV movie horror. Yeah. That, that'll be okay. my explanation for how this movie makes me feel. TV movie horror. Okay. What about you guys? It's, it's TV movie horror that got hyped up so much that you're, you're sort of like, you're going into it like kind of tensed up because you're like, Oh, this is supposed to be spooky. And yes, it is sort of, but at some point you're like, blood's coming out of the sink. Okay. It's kind of like the blood rushing down the halls in the shining. Mm -hmm. Okay. The clown is creepy. And honestly, it's weird because the clown only has like 15 minutes of screen time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More clown, more creepy. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's arachnophobia talking, but the spider didn't even really mm -hmm. too much for me. Now, admittedly, I saw this at an older age, you okay. know, I, I never saw it when it came out. I think when I was, I think we've already said that if I'd seen this when I was nine, I probably would have not done well. I mean, if the witches creeped me out, God knows what this would have done to me. Mm -hmm. So I can certainly see why people are freaked out by it. And if you already don't like clowns, well, you know, there you go. Yeah. I, I just, I saw it recently. First time. It's the only it's that I've seen is this it's. And it's kind of like, honestly. Um, can we move it along, please? <laughs> that was my that was that was my reaction was. Well, it's important to remember. And I agree completely. I'm not invalidating what you're saying at all. The thing that I always have to remind myself when I see this is it was a miniseries. It's yes. Yes. That supposed yes. to be watched over two nights, just like the stand, I mean, the stand was what? Six nights when that thing ran. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's what I always have to remind myself. I can't, it wasn't designed to be watched in one sitting. So don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it happens to me all the time. Like, Oh my God, it's only halfway. Oh, right. I'm supposed to stop here. Um, mm-hmm. Although I will say, I don't like what they did when they combined them. If you see them as a feature, they cut out some stuff in the middle and no, it's not important stuff. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's stuff that's somewhat interesting. Um, shoot, of course, I think I had that window open on purpose and then I think I closed it. So I'm going to see if I can find it again. But it, they, you know, they clean out. Oh, here it is. They clean some stuff out at the end in the beginning. So the whole, and I don't, I mean, I assume we'll get there, but the whole thing with Stan in the bathtub is like gone mm-hmm. from the end of part one. It, it's very strange what they do when they cut it to put them together. And it's because when they, you know, it's like when you watch, <laughs> it's like when you watch TV shows in syndication and for some reason they didn't want to use the original commercial breaks. So yeah. you'll see it dip to black and then it'll go right on and then they'll just chop it in a weird place for a commercial to come up. Um, Right. It's just weird. So I've never liked it when they put them together. Yeah, I I just, I kind of started telling myself that too. Like, okay, this wasn't meant to be watched, like you said, as a feature film. Um, But that being said, I I, I just, it seemed to kind of drag in spots. And again, I, I, I know I was saying this last week, there were a couple times when I was like, okay, I don't know what they're, why they're doing what they're doing. Like he called them back. Like, I think I need to maybe rewatch it. Cause okay. He called them back to the town cause the clown was, was terrorizing them back when they were kids. And now it's terrorizing them now. And they're the only ones that can fight it. But do they know how they're fighting it? Do they have a plan? Is there any ins and outs explaining why they're doing what they're doing? Like there were just, there were parts where I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of missing the, why are we doing this kind of thing? Other than the clown is bad trying to kill us. And we're just going to kind of bumble around till we can kill it. So that was kind of, that was kind of my reaction with the whole thing. I was at a bit of a disadvantage for this movie because I saw the newer ones first. Um, And I, I've always heard, and Jeff always, you know, I, I wish Jeff could have been on with us tonight and I, maybe he'll be able to call in um, or, or talk about this on a later episode. But, um, you know, I know he's always told me about it. He's like, oh, yeah, Tim, Tim Curry and in, in it is just it's fantastic. It's just great. Um, and he was, you know, but and, and, and as much as I like Tim Curry, this didn't scare me. Like it was not. I probably needed to see this at a much younger age for this to be scary. But mm-hmm. like Bo had mentioned earlier, it's like, how many times can you, you know, splash blood everywhere and have that still be scary? Right. You know, a- as an adult, that's not quite as scary anymore. But when I watched the new it movies, um, is it Bill Skarsgård? I think was the actor who yeah. played. Yeah. Who played Pennywise in the new ones, just his Pennywise, Tim Curry's Pennywise, is kind of he's kind of goofy and he can he can kind of be a little kind of quirky and weird but he never other than the sharp teeth he never comes across as being really scary mm-hmm. you know i i kind of get the sense that yes he's this he's this clown that's not really a clown he's you know he's something else um 
but you kind of know what he's going to do. And, and he never really, you almost never really see him physically threaten someone. It's always like there's a bunch of blood everywhere or the, you know, the, the shower heads are extending out from where they were before to spray water on the kid. And I, and then he's coming up from the drain and I, you don't necessarily see a whole lot of him being physically threatening. You see a bunch of balloons popping and the blood comes out and, you know, stuff like that. But Pennywise mm-hmm. doesn't seem threatening in this TV show movie. Whereas in the newer ones, Oh man, that <laughs> the way Bill Skarsgård plays that and the way he does the voice of Pennywise, you know, this is, this is kind of creepy. You know, the way Tim Curry does it kind of a creepy Pennywise and he, you know, he's, and he's got that voice again. I'm not going to do it right, but it's me fat boy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like that the whole time. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, it almost sounds like Krusty the Clown. Like it almost kind of comes across as a Krusty the Clown. Um, and I, I wonder if, if it's the reverse, I wonder if Krusty is trying to be the parody of Pennywise. But Well, and I would imagine they both, because Krusty in The Simpsons is meant to kind of be a throwback to like the, you know, the the old like older comedians. And I think Tim Curry had mentioned that he gave this um, almost kind of like a Bronx accent. So there could be like those old, like uh, Catskills uh, comedians. Um, And that was his purpose for doing that. And then Krusty the Clown is kind of a similar character. You know, he's got that old, got that gruff voice that sounds like, you know, the old comedians that are probably way past their prime. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. And whereas Bill Skarsgård, and and I don't want this to become a, a, podcast on the 2017 version of it but when he does pennywise and uh, pat have you seen the new one at all i have not okay i kind of figured you hadn't but um yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, it probably is not for you um <laughs> especially part one because all the main characters are kids that's the other thing that's interesting is they break it up and part right. part one of it is when they're kids and then it chapter two is when they're all adults whereas in this one they kind of mix it together with the flashbacks and the everything else um but uh, the way he does his voice, I, the best way I can describe the way Bill Skarsgård does his Pennywise voice is it's like a demonic Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I mean, it is just it, wow. it's it's creepy. It's the way he can shift his voice. You know, it can okay. go from like very high. I'm not doing it right. But, you know, it can it, it's, it's just very it at times sounds very sweet. It sounds like a cartoon character that a kid would watch on a cartoon, you know, something that would entice children to to want to see more or know more and then it can shift real fast Mm -hmm. into something much more sinister than that um so i don't know that that's my i think that's my problem with watching the movie in the order that i did is having seen the new ones the the production value the acting the and frankly it's it's i watched a hollywood movie compared with a tv movie Right. And yeah. TV TV movie in 1990 is not going to have anywhere near the same budget and production value as a 2017 movie where people already know, yeah, this is going to be a big thing. We can pump some money into this. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And that's kind of what I had to remind myself when I watched it a bunch was just like, OK, it's it's a you know, it's a miniseries. It's made for TV. It's not going to, you know, just be understanding of and kind of like, kind of like you, Pat, I, there were parts where I was like, okay, let's just move this along here. Like it, it was much easier to watch the newer version where it was split into two chapters. And mm-hmm. it probably would have been easier if I had watched this as the miniseries it, it had been. Um, I know originally their plan was to do this as four two hour episodes. 
Okay. Which would have been crazy. I mean, the, the book, it is huge. So there's a lot they had to leave out. Um, but I also think there's a lot in the book that's not necessarily appropriate for TV. So I don't know what they would have. Just a couple right. of things. Picked and chosen to uh, not include in there. So, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, um, I think had I watched this as a couple of different parts, but the thing I really liked about the newer one is how they did split up the story. Like, I like the okay. fact that you got everything when they're kids, the entire first movie is them as kids. Okay. And then the second movie is them as adults with some occasional, I think, flashbacks to them as kids you know, dealing with all this stuff, but it, it, right. it, there was kind of a clear break between it. I kind of felt like in this version of it, especially when we watched the kind of, you know, all pulled together combined three hour Epic. Um, it just, I think that's why the pacing didn't seem right to me is we mm-hmm. kept jumping back and forth between kid and adult and kid and adult. And, and it just, it kind of had reached a point where I was like, okay, let's, um, let's get going here. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. frankly, there, there is not a lot of, I, I didn't really feel like there was a lot of action in this movie I'm, up until you get towards the very end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, and, and I'm not, I, I don't want to spend the entire time kind of dogging on the movie, but there were two other things that this made me think of that didn't necessarily work for me that, or that I had some problems with. Um, you know, again, Tim Curry, excellent. You know, his Pennywise just great a great performance by him and the two other things that i think i had a problem with watching this one were and i still enjoyed the movie you know even pacing things aside i still enjoyed the movie um i don't know that i'd watch well i probably would watch it again because john wants to see it after he had read the book so i'll probably watch that one with him because i'm not quite sure if he's ready for the uh the newer versions of the movies um so i probably will end up watching this again the two other things that were kind of interesting to me were Watching this movie, I really felt like there were plenty of times where I kind of felt like, you know what? Nightmare on Elm Street did this better. If you've got a character that can get into the mind and get into the, it's, it's all about the getting the kids to believe in him and to fear him is very similar to invading a bunch of teenagers dreams. And it's very similar stuff. Like you're trying to be scary. You're trying to be, you're trying to terrify these kids. Um, and it felt very similar to something like a nightmare on Elm street. Interesting. The other thing, the other thing that has made me think of was as I'm watching this movie, particularly this one, I, I didn't quite pick up on it quite so much when I was watching the newer versions, but this one I'm watching this movie and I'm going, wait a minute. Did Stephen King just rip off the plot of Dracula? Because I'm watching this. And I'm, and I'm, I'm watching this. I'm like, it's, it's about a group of friends or it's about a group of people that get together and they're having to combat this shape changing creature uh, that wants to steal them away. You know, wants to, to, to take them with him. Um, he uses the mentally ill as his minions. Uh, to, you know, like Renfield in the, in the Dracula, either movies or, or, um, you know, in the book. And there were just a lot of bits and pieces that I'm, as I'm watching this, I'm like, it's really like all the silver, the using the, uh, the inhaler. It's, it's kind of like, that's your cross. That's your holy water. That's your, there just was a lot of stuff that I was like, this is really, really similar to Dracula. And I never picked up on that before. So I don't know. Okay. I've, I've talked a lot. That's, 
that's kind of my reaction to it. But um, so I overall, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, I probably will watch it one more time just because I know my son wants to watch it and I'll watch it with him. But um, yeah, I, I think when it really comes down to it, it's, it's, um, I think I like the new ones better. Yeah. I not being a fan of the genre, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've always heard of it. You know, that was kind of a, that was kind of like one of the creatures, the horror movies that you always heard about. And watching it, I don't want to say, cause it sounds like a cliche just to say, man, I'm just underwhelmed. And I know if Dennis was here, he, you know, if Dennis is listening to this, he's probably like, what? No, you're written, you know, cause I know Dennis really knows the genre a whole lot. And he, you know, would probably have some pretty, pretty insightful things to say about it. But I just, there were parts that kind of fell a little flat and the clown, it was scary, but kind of once you knew it was coming and once you figured out, like you said, once you figured out what this movie's, um, it was almost like a one trick pony. And once you figure out the trick, that's kind of, that's kind of, there it goes. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't find myself being as scared. And again, I just, I keep asking, why did they all go run over there? Why did they stand in the circle? Why, when they stood in the circle, could the clown grab the one kid out of it? Who was the clown? Where did that bug thing that looked like it wandered off the set of, um, clash of the titans where did that thing come from you know it was it, it, there were just it was jumping around too much and i i would be willing to put my money on the fact that if you read the book all those plot holes are incredibly well filled in and fleshed out and all that kind of stuff so anyways yeah, stephen king guy he writes a pretty good novel you know yeah that's that's what they say that's what they say but uh but seriously that that's just kind of where i'm at is it's just like boy i you know, the movie kind of lost something in the translation. One of the things I thought was kind of interesting in this was um, even the director himself had commented that he really didn't think that part two was as strong as part one uh, okay. because he felt like the kids were more interesting to watch, which is funny because, I mean, you have these, you have these, I mean, fairly decent named uh, actors. I mean, you've got Annette O'Toole, you've got John Ritter, you've got Harry Anderson. I mean, you've got people that, you know, they, they've been in other shows. They've been in some, they've been in some other stuff. But, uh, you know, and I think that's true. And I think that may be not, not to continue harping on this, but I think that may be where the newer version, um, was a little bit stronger because I watched when I watched the, the first chapter, um, it was all the kids and it was, you know, like the, the one kid from stranger things was in it. And, you know, you had a couple of the different kids, you know, seen from a couple of different things. Um, you know, these kids were, the characters were just amazing. Like you, you really, you really were cheering for these kids and it, they were, they were interesting. They were fun to watch. They were funny. Um, you know, it felt like in, in a lot of ways, it felt like I was watching stranger things. It was like very similar sense of humor. Um, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. And then it got to part with the adults and the adults exactly the same. Like it's okay. these, these adults were just grown up versions of the kids and it was still really fun to watch. Um, but obviously they're dealing with things on an adult level in chapter two. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this one, it, it kind of, it wasn't as interesting. Once you get to the part where it's, it's the adults dealing with it. I was like, all right, let's move it along. Like the kids were interesting. 
You know, mm-hmm. I like the kids' characters. You know, you had a, a young Seth Green in there, and uh, you know, a couple other couple other actors that went on to do some other things, uh, either as child actors or whatever. Um, but it just once you got to the adults, it just didn't it didn't finish well. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Well, I definitely, like I said, I definitely struggled with it. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't want to be that guy and, and, and all that kind of thing. But yeah, there was some stuff that I just, I struggled with it. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. And I got to find, I got to be honest, I kind of found myself looking at my watch, you know, and I mean, I know it's, I, I don't want to, you know, the point was made, it was a made for TV uh, miniseries and I'll smoosh it into one, but I kind of was sitting there watching and I think I joked on this last week. It's like, Oh wow. Okay, great. I've been watching for a while. I should be, Oh, I still have, there's more hours left to go. You know? And it was like, is there more story that needs to be told? And maybe if you splice it or cut it up and spread it over a couple of nights, maybe those things won't be as glaring, but you know, in, in watching it like this, it just seemed like there were, there were gaps that would have helped tell the story a little better. Well, I'm glad I had not seen this movie when I was a kid because we had kind of one of those storm drains, like the, you know, on the side of the street where it's just kind of open like that. We had one of those like right outside my house when I was growing up. I am Uh really glad I had not seen this movie because I never would have gone outside. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Don't, don't want to go outside, have someone start sailing one of those boats back up Mm -mm. to you. Mm-mm. I'm going to float the other direction is what I'm going to do. All right. Well, is there anything else that we want to say about it before we move on? I, I, that, I mean, I think we've, I think we've kind of established that it maybe does not hold up as well. You know, especially if you didn't, if you didn't see it as a kid and you didn't already have kind of some fond memories or nostalgia for it. Um, I, I think mine, I might've really enjoyed it. Had I seen this as a kid? Cause I did like to watch some kind of creepy stuff as a kid, but that's right. where it would have been. Like this would have been my level of, of horror that I would have been okay with as a kid. Cause it was TV show horror. You know, right. there, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of language in it necessarily. I mean, there was a little bit here and there, but there wasn't a lot of language. It wasn't super violent. I mean, yes, you had the blood, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of other violence or gore or anything like that. Um, so as a kid, I kind of feel like this would have been, you know, cause I watched, I watched things like a nightmare on Elm street way too young. And that is, right. that is way different than, you know, TV show it kind of horror and violence. Um, so sure. I think it might, I might have a different take on this. Had I seen this one when I was a kid and I probably would have really enjoyed it and I would have had these just really fond memories of it. But I mm-hmm. think because I saw them out of order and I saw the newer ones first, I, I think that's why this one just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't quite, doesn't quite have the same impact on me as watching those newer versions. Right. Cause they were so well done. Like there, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I would tell you, Pat, if, if you could, you know, I, I know you've gotten past, you know, your, your kind of either dislike or just disinterest in some horror movies, but um, you know, knowing that you enjoy stranger things. Yeah. I, it Dig might be into this. It's especially with the kids. Now there's some other stuff in the it chapter one. There's some other stuff that kind of deal with, kids, you know, especially how Beverly's character is treated by her father and, and some of that stuff. Um, you know, that's, that's the same. Beverly gets treated in general. Right. Right. Well, especially if you read the book. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think anybody who enjoys stranger things, I think you're, you're very much going to enjoy. I think you'd enjoy both. I think you'd enjoy both the it chapter one and chapter two of the newer versions. It's just, it very much had that vibe to me when I went to go see it. Mm -hmm. So is this the, does this, is this the poster child for remakes or is this the reason not to do a remake? Have you ruined what many consider to be a classic with the remakes or have you proven that remakes have a place because they can improve on an existing product? I think this makes the case for remakes. Okay. You know, in this particular instance, especially with something like Stephen King, he, he really, for a lot of his adaptations, he, he wasn't given anything other than, Hey, we'll do a, we'll do a TV movie of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Hollywood for, for some reason or another just was not touching Stephen King properties. Um, and it was, they were always TV series. And I remember watching a few of the other ones. I, it was the, um, I don't remember much. They couldn't figure out how to shorten them into two hours. Well, right, right. <laughs> you know, I remember watching, Wait, you uh, want us to take how many pages and make it a movie? Right, right. Um, I remember watching, I think it was, was it the Langoliers was one of his other ones. And I don't remember how many parts that one was, but I remember watching it and I remember it got to the point. Cause I feel like, is that, that's the one where the people are trapped in the airport and yep. there's like these creatures that are coming. And I, and I feel like if I remember this correctly, I feel like you, you kind of get almost all the way to the end of the series and then you finally see the creatures. And I remember at the time thinking, wait, that's, that's what was coming. <laughs> like I, the, the digital effects in this are, I mean, I know. Yeah. They're just, they're really fake. Like it looks bad. So I think, I mean, I think this, this proves that there is a time and a place for a remake. And especially if something was only given a quote unquote TV budget, which would be different today. Cause I, you know, I think a lot of times TV would almost be if, if it was done as a TV series today, it could totally get picked up by an HBO or a Showtime or somebody like that. And they could do the entire novel. Like I could totally see them right. doing all, you know, 1200 or whatever pages of it. Um, right. and, and doing Maybe it to not the, all 1200 pages. I think there's something even they would stay away from. Well, probably. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I can see like TV is different now than it was back in 1990. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're doing a lot now. Yeah. But I could see, I mean, and I think that would be interesting. I think giving, I think going back to some of those Stephen King properties and, and kind of giving it a chance with the way modern TV is done. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could totally do it up and do it up right with, you know, the way we've got the technology now, you the modern TV budgets, you know, sometimes get close to movie budgets. So this is the way. Yeah. Yeah. When you can put out something like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and have it be on a yeah. on a streaming service that you pay $12 a month for or $8 a month for then I I think you can probably take some of the Stephen King properties and and, and maybe remake them and, and do them a little bit better. Yeah. I think so. I think that's I think that's the case for a remake right there. All right. Well, are we ready for three questions? I think so, man. Fire up the three. Pennywise. All right. I will. I'll fire up our three questions and you'll float too. Oh, jeez. 
you'll float too. I did. Of course, John having read the book. And um, so what was it? He said that he said something. Oh, he just, he wouldn't stop talking. And I, and so <laughs> I, I came up behind him and I just, I got right up next to his ear and I said, beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, mm, how do you know that? You didn't read the book. That's funny. I said, no, I didn't read the book. But why don't you come with me? And you'll float too. <laughs> I want to play a game. Psychos? They look like psychos. Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a how crazy they are. Please, mister, this is insane. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Number one, what is the scariest thing you've seen on TV? And uh, 2016 presidential debates do not count. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. <laughs> I'm out. Case close. Um, I'm going to go back to an old favorite. And I think I'm, I'm trying to remember what, uh, what episode uh, we, or I think I might've just done it myself. Um, I did an episode on a movie called, I think it was from like 1971, 71, no, 81, 81. Um, <laughs> I love the episode title for this one too. Um, it was a TV movie called this house possessed <laughs> in 1981. And I actually did, I think I might've done this one by myself. Um, it was, yeah, it was actually Halloween day and 2016 episode number 97 of our podcast on uh, this house possessed from 1981. And the episode title is anti-coital garden hoses. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, because because basically one of the scenes in the movie is uh, these these two either teenagers or, or young adults are, are about to enjoy each other's company when uh, the garden hoses apparently um, object to that and attack the uh, the youngins. But I va- I vividly remember watching. I don't, I don't know when I would have watched this movie or why I would have watched this movie. It was probably on late at night when I was up and everybody else was asleep. Um, but I vividly remember this and it's the house is possessed. And so these people that move into this house, basically everything is trying to kill them. Like yeah. the, the swimming pool makes itself <laughs> boiling hot. And then somehow somebody gets pushed into it. Um, the shower, I think the shower filled up with blood or filled up with water or something at one point. And it, just the, the whole thing, the house is actually possessed and trying to kill the people. And I remember <laughs> watching this as a kid. Um, yeah. So <laughs> That's uh, all actually, you got to say about that. Actually, actually, that's the description of the episode that I wrote up um, from 2016. What can one say about this little TV movie gem from 1981? Anti-coital garden hoses, traumatizing blood showers, hot water burn rag lady, all of those and more as John re-examines this house possessed. Episode number 97. <laughs> nice. So, so that's mine. Scariest thing I've seen on TV. I'm going to choose this house possessed. I don't know if I've got any scary Some TV of the things. stuff on American Horror Story has been pretty spooky, but I haven't. I can't like recall any of it, which mm-hmm. I know doesn't help. Oh, you know what? And I'm not going to remember what they're called because the one I'm thinking of specifically was when we were in England. Um, when they would do those shows where they made it look like it was real, but it was like a, a like haunted house. It was like a ghost hunters kind of deal. 
Okay. Those always terrified me. Okay. Because I couldn't figure out how they were doing the effects to get things to like float across the room and these weird, creepy whispering mm-hmm. voices and like all that other stuff. So like, I, I'd probably have to throw that one out there too. Cause that always scared me. Nope. Never so mind. It's a tough one never for mind. me. Cause I don't Un- seek out horror unsolved mysteries. Never mind. I take back everything. Oh, unsolved okay. mysteries. I just remembered. Yeah. Outer limits. There were some outer limits episodes, but they weren't like scary. They were just creepy. Okay. I might have to go with, uh, I got stranger things on the head. I, uh, the unsolved mysteries, just listening to that opening song. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, as far as creepy stuff, I, I don't know. Tales from the crypt. Freak me out a little bit, but see, I didn't watch that stuff till much later. Like honestly, amazing stories. Remember amazing stories? Mm -hmm. I saw that as okay. That's horror that I'll watch, and it's not really horror. It's just adventure. But that's how I envisioned, and and that was my my litmus test. Okay, for some reason that actually no, the litmus test. That's a wrong example. That's my test. That's my common test. Is just you know. What parts of this do I like? And anyways. Okay, here, here, I, f- I found it. Let's, let's just terrify everyone. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Just so we're clear, I'm not sleeping tonight now. Yeah, I'm 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 done. Nope. Now now I'm gonna be looking out my window for alien abductions nope. or something I, like yeah, that. Yeah, or the like the ghost lights in the road when you're driving the car and the Yeah. Mm-hmm, nope, not sleeping tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I may just go wake up the dog so somebody will stay up with me. Yeah. Yeah. Toby, Toby, you're sleeping? Hey, Toby, <laughs> are you sleeping? Hey buddy. <laughs> are you are you asleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Don't anymore. be asleep anymore. <laughs> Come, Daddy wants to play. Come on, let's go. I'm bringing my sleeping bag into like my kids' room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. oh man, I somehow yeah. I, I both hated and loved that show as a child. What well, say that again? Somehow I both hated and loved that TV show as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrified. It's kind of like I don't know. It, it, I don't even know what the analogy would be. It's, you know, it's bad for you. Well, here, here's the analogy. Cause I'll, I'll make it a food analogy. Cause I'm not sure we have this episode so far. Um, blood pudding, black pudding. Yeah. In Scotland. Love mm-hmm. it. Every time we go to Scotland, absolutely love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even after I knew what it was still Mm-mm. love it. Got sick to my stomach every time I ate it. But every time we went to Scotland for breakfast, I ordered black pudding. There it is. That is also Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> there it is. Unsolved Mysteries is black pudding. Well, and again, I'm just going to say, like I said, uh, Amazing Stories was like my um, threshold. That was, I said, litmus test. That was my threshold for some of the stuff that went on on there was like, dude, that totally freaks me out. I can't watch it. 
So you figure that's not even horror and you go anything further than that. Like Pat Canigella was man, that just messed with his head. Cause I just didn't do horror stuff. So yeah, there, that I, yeah. 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 So there. All right. Question number two, is there anything that scared you as a kid that still scares you now? I want to say dark basements. Yeah. I still, if I'm down in the basement, like there was a stretch of time we, we got, we just got them fixed like for almost two years the the lights in the basement did not work so if you went down in the basement you had to plug in like we had some other lights that were set up that you had to plug in physically um but we couldn't leave them plugged in all the time just just the way it was and so we finally after after finally getting a hold of the electrician that we normally had and we just kind of had let it go for a while because it wasn't a it wasn't a huge deal we just we kind of dealt with it uh we finally got them fixed so we finally have a light switch that i can throw the lights on before i go down to the basement now Oh man, if I went down to that basement and had to run down there real fast for something and, and didn't put those lights on, you bet I raced up those stairs as quickly as I could. <clears throat> I am not staying in a dark basement any longer than I have to. Right. Why well, celebrate it? Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. Go in, get, get your job done, get out. We don't have to sit here and celebrate it. What about you guys? Anything you were scared of as a kid that you're still scared of now? Like furnaces. Yeah. Like old school furnaces. We had an old boiler in my grandfather's place. Ah, the Kevin, the Kevin McAllister phobia. Yeah. That thing made weird noises. And I still think I get a little creeped out when I'm sleeping in a new place. Mm hmm even if it's a hotel or, or somewhere, but less a hotel and more uh, like a, when we're up in the Dells, we stay at river's edge and, and they've got a, you know, it's like little cabins. So it's weird noises of other places, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? What was that? <laughs> Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get what you're Things saying. Go bump in the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like all of your stuff. That scares me. Furnaces, new places, uh, dark basements. Yeah. I mean, it'll still kind of give me the willies. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. Cause there's nothing that really stands out beyond that. All right. Okay. Question number three, then favorite Tim Curry role. Do you like Pennywise? Do you like the, the Lord of Darkness in uh, in Legends. Do you like the Butler? Dr. Petrov? Can you bring the latest round of go. radiation badge results to us, please? And from the week before, Mr. Potty. I can't think of Tim Curry without thinking of Clue. Yeah, but before watching Clue, when we watched Clue for the podcast, that was the first time I had ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, before that, I. Probably, I probably would have either said Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was going to say Rocky Horror is always top of the list, too. Okay. okay. I, would have, I would have said either Rocky Horror Picture Show or I would have said when he plays Cardinal Richelieu in the Three Musketeers movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in that one. Yeah. But I mean, I, when it comes to just absolutely unforgettable, unique characters, I'm I'm not sure that you can really beat Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah, that's 
Very mm-hmm. good point. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go Rocky Horror Picture Show. There you go. But Clue, but I mean Clue is yeah, that's one plus two plus one plus two plus one. <laughs> Which by the I don't know if I mentioned, I mean it was it's been several months ago now, I think, but uh the high school did an audio version of that because their play had to get canceled because of the pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Like we we had kind of purchased a the uh, copy to listen to um for the whole family like uh, i think my mom listened to it she's down in florida she listened to it um the rest of the family we had copies for everybody to listen to but it was really well done i thought they did a good job with it yeah very cool which has got to be tough because you're so used to like so much of that comedy is also physical right and if you don't get the timing down just right for a lot of those the, the phrasing of things and all right so and pat you were uh you had picked hunt for red october I'm going to say that. I'm okay. going to say Dr. Petrov, Hunt for October. Gotcha. So no one man can arm missiles. <laughs> what are you you'll, saying, Bob? You'll, you'll be given the order of Lenin for this, Captain. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. It's going to do it for Stephen King's It. Uh, if you want to check out more about our show, go take a look at 30podcast.com. That's 30thewordpodcast.com, uh, at 30podcast on most of the different social medias. Uh, if you want to if you want to support the show, if you want to support the show for free, you can go give us an iTunes review. Let us know what you're liking about the show. Uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, either voicemail, email, um, Twitter, any other Facebook, whatever. We just would like to interact with people more uh, on the show. So, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you do call in with a voicemail, we'll obviously play that on the show and and respond back to you. Um, if you are interested in uh, donating to the show, just so we can kind of take some of that and put it back into making the show even better uh, week in and week out. We do have a Patreon play- page. We also have um, our uh, our kind of our hosting service, Podbean, kind of has their own um uh, kind of patron service as well. So uh, either one of those, you can find those on our website, 30podcast.com uh, if you are so inclined. And um, yeah, so we just, we we enjoy doing this week in, week out. Um, I know that I'm, I'm always a huge fan when it gets around to October because I love a good scary movie every now and then. And um, this is kind of like, it's kind of like my favorite time of year anyway. Like it's, it's getting to be fall. Things are cooling down a little bit. Um, you know, you, you just get to October and it's, I don't know. I, Halloween for me sometimes is, is a little bit like my Christmas. It's like, that's, mm-hmm. I'm just, I look, I look forward to that every single year. A little sad that we probably are not going to be able to go trick or treating this year and whatever, right. but you know, we'll, uh, we'll have our own little in, in, inside the indoors Halloween party and you know, we'll, we'll do it upright. Yep. We'll Make just, the best we'll, of it and get through. We'll just go from room to room and we'll just drop candy at each room and, you know, go trick or treating within our house. Yep, that sounds good. Won't be as exciting, but at least we know we won't get fruit from the dentist. Yes. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with fruit. That's that's totally fine. But uh, yeah. so our next episode's coming up. We've got for the rest of this month, we've got Jacob's Ladder, Tremors, and Misery. Um, we also have coming up in November is our tribute tribute to Australia month. Um, so this this was uh, as I was drawing together the uh, common themes that would hold these months together. I had some movies. I said, wow, there's, there's actually a couple of different, uh, Australian movies here. So that, that's kind of fun that, that we had a couple of different ones. And then there was the movie men at work, which has nothing to do as far as I know, has nothing to do with Australia, uh, but is a great Australian band. So that's why that one is thrown into the uh, tribute to Australia month. Uh, 
And the irony is that Jeff had just mentioned this. This one has nothing to do with Australia either. Um, Jeff had actually mentioned this, I think, on Facebook. Uh, I think he was talking. I think he was going back and forth with the guys from the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. And um, at the end of November, we're actually going to do an episode on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. Nice. Did you guys ever listen to that? No. No. Okay. Uh, no. I will send you a copy of it ahead of that. Uh, it's it's okay. obviously not a movie episode, but uh, it was the, it was like the, uh, I think it was a pizza hut kind of sponsored. Like you could get the cassette tape from pizza hut. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I, I remember having a copy of that tape and I, I don't know where my copy is now. I wouldn't have gotten rid of it, but um, I have no idea where it is now, but we did have somebody, um, uh, somebody, uh, somebody that had been listening to the show several years ago. I had mentioned it at one point. And so they actually ended up sending me an electronic copy of all of the Ninja Turtle soundtracks and the coming out of their shells tour. And I was okay. like, I used to love this thing as a kid. So I, I kept telling myself as soon as we get to 1990, uh, we got to do an episode on this. Cause I just, I remember this being a big deal with me and my friends at school. Now, the more I think about it, I wonder if I do know that I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to look that up again. Okay. All right. Yeah, if you need if so you need I a copy, I have more elect- about that than I realize. Okay, I have an electronic copy mm-hmm. of it. So if you need a copy Perfect. of the coming out of their shows tour, I will send that your way. Yeah, I'll need a copy either way. Okay. But the more you talk about it, the more it's starting to trigger some memories. Yeah, it was the Ninja Turtles with their electric guitars and jean jackets. Cool. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so for the rest of that tribute to Australia month, we've got Quigley down under. We've got the rescuers down. There's a lot of down under going on. Uh, we've got quickly down under rescuers down under men at work and the teenage mutant Ninja turtles coming out of their shells tour. Cool. So it will be a fun month. I can't even believe like we're almost at the end of the year here. Like we're almost through 1990 already. <laughs> it's a yeah. little, it's a little crazy. All right. Yes. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here as usual. Thank, thank you, John. You, John. Everybody. We hope that you're having a, we hope you're having a very, um, a scary October, but scary in a good way. Not like scary in a bad way. Um, it's a scary enough year as it is, but uh, we hope you're having a good month of October. We're looking forward to going through a bunch of horror movies with you this month. Um, but in the meantime, be excellent to each other. There's there's enough scary stuff out in the world, so be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.